Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close, I can take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving value's contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate it. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. So, uh, you know, one of the things, Andrew Tate's been uh, gone now for a few months, for a couple months. Wow. And one of the things he would be very proud of, there's somebody else that's trying to replace him, Don Lemon. Don Lemon's been uh, wow. working very hard to be the new Andrew Tate. Great intro right there. And Perf- it's, oh, yeah. it's important to see this, you know, when you watch this clip of what he said the other day. By the way, when he said this, I retweeted this yesterday, and I said, it's obvious. I'm telling you right now, I'm convinced Don Lemon is obsessed and in love with Andrew Tate and watches nonstop I think videos so. And clips of the only reason you would say something like this yep. is because you watch certain clips of. Go ahead and play this clip real quick. See what he said. He got in trouble for it. All the talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. Watch she this. says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered being in her hey prime girl. in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you that's talk- not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you, look, if you Google when just is a depends. woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily... 40s, so I got it in another decade. I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. you need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for, like, child birthing? Yes. Or are you talking don't shoot about the prime drum. for just being say president? Just what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. Google it. There we go. I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime. And they need to be in their prime Positive. when they serve. Because she Is would, that, by the way, if I that mean, was Whoopi Goldberg on his left at this Five seconds ago in this clip, he would have been shot on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but hey, do you notice? Uh, for first, two things. First, he goes, "I don't want to go down that road." You know what he did? He went down that road. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here, <laughs> he folks. Fell then, down the stairs. But, 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 but do you see? Like this is his sassiness. He's like he's that was him. Just show, that's how, dude. That's how he actually feels. And the same token, he's a hardcore leftist. That's throwing the jab to let people know. But, but he shouldn't be running. Here's a question, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. is he truly a hardcore leftist, or has he been spending too much time with hardcore leftists. Words have power. Influence has power. Tom and I, Tom shared a clip the other day with me. I'm going to show you guys here in okay. a second. What is your reaction, uh, uh, Yonmi, when you hear he says what he says, that Nikki Haley is past her prime while Hillary Clinton's in her 70s thinking about running, while Kamala Harris is older than Nikki Haley? What, what do you think about when you hear that comment he makes? I think he, he's just desperate trying to make a point. <laughs> that why she's not qualifying for the job right but i mean it's 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 interesting to see him getting pushed back on cnn i don't think they ever push back anybody Mm -hmm. who's democrat right (laughs) so maybe cnn is trying new thing i don't know well apparently he suspended he gave an apology to cnn and his colleagues from miami um Oh, However, never apologized to Nikki Haley. He's in Miami yeah. right now. If, uh, if people with his want. husband, yeah. And go ahead. So yeah, you, you well, I, he's I think gay. Hundred yeah. percent. He's gay. Okay. Oh yeah, not Adam. <laughs> That's not my boyfriend. Yeah, no, 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 anymore. Um, so 
here's what's happening. You, you ever see like uh, one of those like scary movies and they're like, where's it coming from? And it's like the call's coming from inside the house. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening here. On their their morning show, two women in their 40s nonetheless. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, you old broads. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> what just happened here? The call just came from inside the studio. So what he's conflating, and this is just clearly he just Googled uh, Prime. He's conflating two things. A woman's sexual market value yes. with her actual market value. And there's two completely separate things. He's, mm. he's correct that a woman's sexual market value is, let's just say, 40 and below. What does Closer that mean? Sexual, sexual market, market value go. is when most men are attracted to women. It's usually in their mid-20s, give or take. That's a mm. sexual market value, okay? Whereas a man reaches his sexual market value typically in his late 30s, typically. So women, they're uh, beauty objects where men are success objects. That's, that's what it comes down to the sexual market value. What he's conflating, again, is sexual market value with market value. You could be a hell of a governor or a businesswoman or an entrepreneur or anything mm -hmm. well into your 40s, 50s, 60s. I mean, mm -hmm. Whether you like Hillary Clinton or not, she was a capable politician let's just put it at that so nikki haley who's in her 50s market value is is arguably at its highest it's ever been whereas her sexual market value might not be that high right now mm -hmm. so i think don lemon is just trying to make a point and his foot is so far in his freaking mouth right now that it's just like ah vacation miami bye i'm out here's what i want you to watch i want you to watch this this is the old don lemon when he first Got into media and just not not first. This is this is not that old. Just so you guys know, this is like five, ten years ago. But listen to how Don Lemon spoke just ten years ago. You Go say ahead. the old. I think this is the real. Yeah. Okay. Because black people, if you really want to fix the problem, here's just five things that you should think about doing. Here's number five. And if, if if this doesn't apply to you, if you're not doing this, then it doesn't apply to you. I'm not talking about you. Here's number five. Pull up your pants. Walking around with your ass and your underwear showing is not okay. In fact. It comes from prison when they take away belts from the prisoner so that they can't make a weapon. And then it evolved into which role a prisoner would have during male-on-male -male prison sex. The one with the really low pants is a submissive one. You get my point? Number four now mm -hmm. is the N-word. By promoting the use of that word when it's not germane to the conversation, have you ever considered that you may just be perpetuating the stereotype the master intended, acting like a nigger? Now, Whoa, number three. Jesus. Respect where you live. Start small by not dropping trash, littering in your own communities. I've lived in several predominantly white neighborhoods in my life. I rarely, if ever, witness people littering. I live in Harlem now. It's an historically black neighborhood. Every single day I see adults and children dropping their trash on the ground when a garbage can is just feet away. Just being honest here. Number two, finish school. You want to break the cycle of poverty? Stop telling kids they're acting white because they go to school or they speak proper English. A high school dropout makes on average $19,000 a year. A high, a high school graduate makes $28,000 a year. A college graduate makes $51,000 a year. Over the course of a career, a college grad will make nearly a million dollars more than a high school graduate. That's a lot of money. And number one, and probably the most important, just because you can have a baby, it doesn't mean you should, especially without planning for one or getting married first. 
More than 72% of children in the African-American community are born... You imagine this is the limit. Yeah, exactly. I'm shot, I'm, listen. absent fathers. No, keep playing. And the studies show that lack of a male role model is an express train right to prison. And the cycle continues. Are you black, kidding me? Could I ask you a question, Pat? But, what changes? My question from no, that guy... I think this is him. I think this is no, him. No, I agree with that. What happens... By the way, look at her face. Yeah. Can you, can you zoom shocked? in her face? Are you yeah. shocked or what? She's a Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That lemon sounds like Trump. Well, who, who that who that actually does sound like is oh, a lot weird. very reminiscent of Thomas Sowell. Like yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. a type of message you would hear from a black yeah. conservative, like a Thomas Sowell type. Yes. And it just you never hear him talk actually, like that point, anymore. Point two, but, 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 is Patrick Bet David. But yeah, but here's here's my question to you guys though. The what, other great black what, thought what, leader. What makes you change? What makes someone like that with actually a good voice? Yes, I see the logo that it's CNN, which I don't even give a damn at that point. How does how does he change, or what changes in the network that he has to turn into this person? Do you know what I mean? What I I, I don't know. But what your politics? Yeah, your, yeah the, the, the answer. The, the answer is what Yonmi said. Donald it Trump. It was Trump. I th- it was no, but the, but the, here's the Obama Trump thing. Yeah. fucked I, people's heads up. I agree. Beyond compare, I agree. But you think? But I mean, dude, you still have a producer. Like, think about this. CNN let him say something like this. There is no way in hell CNN is letting Don Lemon say this type of shit. What year him. was that? I have no idea. 2013. Okay, who was president in 2013? Obama. Obama. Yeah. So under the Obama. Administration. It was okay to be cool. No, it was it's just. Normal. It was. It was. It was okay to shit. call out the nonsense. By the way, it was the and middle then what, of Obama. It was 2013 after he was reelected. Correct. Yeah. So in the middle of Obama, you as a pundit, opinion, not a journalist, yeah. a, a a a pundit, are giving your opinion on what black people should do to clean up their life. Much like we talked about how Asians and Jews and Indians, what they do in the family culture. Okay, but once Trump hit the scene. It no longer became a, hey, this is what you need to do to help your life. This is no what you need to do for success. Pick up your pants, go to school. None of that. It was just, fuck Trump. Yeah, yeah. And that's where this whole narrative basically veered off course. That was a great point. That was so funny. Uh, by the way, so you just, you just have to think about this. You become who you hang around with. Words have power. If you're around people that are influencing you to think like a victim, you will. If you're around people that will tell you stop feeling sorry for yourself, you're either eventually going to hate them and go find people who feel sorry for themselves or you're going to be like, you know what, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Man, life is a lot harder other places, right? So this message here tells you the difference between thinking for yourself and then all of a sudden getting into the mainstream media Mm -hmm. and those guys trying to control you and tell you what you have to think in a call. Hey, you guys better say this. Hey, you guys better say that. Hey, you guys better say this. And then, boom, it turns into Don Lemon having to apologize. What are the likelihood he's going to get fired? He's on suspension right now. I don't think he's going to get fired. There's no way. Just as we came on the air here, uh, this morning it was announced that he will be reinstated later this week after he undergoes a special training. And they didn't say what that was. It's just special training. And so, uh, yeah, it's called Hustlers University. Yeah, he has to enroll into the state university. Hustlers he has to get university. in there and make sure that he has to understand <laughs> sexual dynamics. He's going to yeah. get enrolled. Now, here respect here to you, Donald To undergo oh, formal training. God. Yeah. Oh. But by the way, we talked to the, the initial conversation we had the, for, on the episode was is cancel culture over? Not for, yeah. Is, is this a form of cancel culture it that is. he can't even state? Like, should he have been suspended for this? I, I, I don't think so. Listen, I is believe this cancel that. Is cancel or is this insensitive yeah, but dude, or just wrong? 
So I mean, dude, hold on. If he if he, if this was Fox, he would have been fired. There's no take a time. No, what do you mean? He would have had a parade. No, no. If they said if he said if that if he offended women like that on on a, on a on a conservative, he's gone. The left, one hundred percent, would have no, been gonzo. I, I think that's the oh, exact no, opposite. No, but, but my point is, the I think the if Democrats, he would have said this on Fox, the women would have been like, yeah, for sure. I like they would have. No, I don't think so. What I'm saying is, the, the cancel you th- culture you on the left the is cons- You think Fox would have been more sympathetic no, to dude. what he had to say? They would have not liked what he said. Are you, you have kidding to see me? The reaction of what, what a lot of the women. First of all, you have. To, what did Fox deal with just a few years ago with Megyn Kelly? Yeah, with, what did Roger Fox Ailes deal you with mean? Bill O'Reilly? So, no, so what I'm saying. My point. My point being is not to cut you off. Bad is the left is way more. Well, like you could. They they look out for each other, bro. The left. Takes care of their own. I'm not going to say back. that either because no. CNN also fired the uh, uh, Chris Cuomo. Cuomo. They fired uh, yeah. who's the uh, other person? They fired they, they, they Brian Stelter. Brian was Stelter. Oh, was yeah, a few Jeffrey of them Tubin. that they went through. Oh, all, I'm, all I'm saying yeah. is, all I'm saying yeah. is today is a, is a time where you you know what they opened it up to though. Guess what they opened it up to. If you say something like that on a podcast, what happens to you? You keep continuing. Yeah. If you say something like that. They're just opening it up for people. By the way, if he made a fool out of himself, you can make a fool out of yourself on a podcast. Mm-hmm. You can make a fool out of yourself on a, on a uh, 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 YouTube show that you're on. Many have, many will, many will continue. It's part of what happens. You're gonna get caught. Nobody's undefeated in the boxing ring except for who? Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather and Marciano, I think, was also undefeated. I don't know if he lost or not. I thought he was. So, for the most part, you're going to get caught. Ali lost six times. You're not going to get into a debate and be undefeated in debate. Sometimes you're going to get caught, and this time Mm -hmm. he got caught. But, as crazy as it sounds, if CNN wants to kind of go in the direction of recreating themselves, they have to show how they handle situations like this. To allow a person to screw up and then come back versus, hey, we're ha- we're still walking on eggshells here. So I'm not telling yeah. you they should fire him or not fire him. CNN is right now dealing with identity crisis. Mm-hmm. People go through this. Men go through it when they say we well, a midlife crisis. You know, they they go buy a motorcycle and get a tattoo on their neck. Mm-hmm. This typically happens at 45 years old, right? <laughs> no, I'm telling you. You think I'm kidding with you? They get a tattoo. Don't worry. Girls go through a midlife crisis. They do stuff, and then they get a tattoo on their butt, like on their lower back. Cram stamp. Which is a different story. Everybody goes through a different kind of midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Some people start doing steroids to be buffer, bigger, stronger. We all have insecurities that we're trying to stay young forever. This is not an abnormal thing. We're all normal going through these things. Here, these guys are um, Donza in an organization right now that's trying to recreate themselves. And quite frankly, Don's in the middle right now saying, Ah, shit, what do I do to make these guys happy? You know, he's probably there in Miami saying, listen, babe, if they fire me, he's talking to his boyfriend. If they fire me, we got to figure out what to do. We got some money here, but maybe I go start a podcast. FYI, transitioning from TV to podcast isn't as easy as they think it is. Yeah, we learned that with Chris Cuomo. When when you're on TV, they give you... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. 
So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. You script when you got a podcast, man. You better try to keep attention for a couple hours. It ain't that easy to do so, right? Ask me a different ball game. Well, he went off script here. They should have read 100%, that script. 100%. <laughs> well, can I just say one thing? As someone who's never messed up on a podcast, I've never been called naive. I've never, never. been called an idiot. I've never, never been called a soy boy. I definitely have never had any pushback whatsoever. There's zero negative comments out never. there about me. Zero. <laughs> Amazing that I've never had an issue. But no, it never happened once. Never happened. Thanks, Tom. It's actually but, hundreds. But I, I think it would be a very a horrible disservice to cancel Don Lemon for this situation. Mm -hmm. You screwed up, like by definition, you know, you conflated what sexual market value is with market value. CNN has an opportunity here to basically say, hey, we are not the, the arbiters of cancel culture. You know, take a day off. Go ahead. We'll see you back. Give me a culpa when you get back uh, on, on uh, TV and learn from it. And that's, I think, what the definition of cancel culture should not be is like, Everyone screws up. People are right. People are wrong. Everyone, there's different opinions. There's all that. That's the whole premise of America is the, the be able to have that debate. Yeah. And when you screw up, you're like, yo, my bad. I'll do better. Yeah. And that's what I think he needs to do. Mm -hmm. Final thoughts, you and me, on this before we move forward. Is there a message you have for our friend Don Lamont? Yeah, I think that's what I was writing in my book. It was like, we have right to be wrong. You know, we, we should have a culture of, like, mercy. In North Korea, you make one mistake, you get executed. In America, currently, you lose your job, livelihood, reputation, and dignity. But eventually, if you keep pushing this direction, you can end up like North Korea. So now we're somewhere in the middle. We can push backwards where we have a culture of mercy and let people make a mistake and correct it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't think he should ever get fired for this. That's so stupid. I mean, he's, no matter what, he has a talent, right? He's yeah. a good presenter. So, but he says sorry, so he should come back. And, I mean, and, and he's very, yeah, man, like, I wonder when's the last time he watched himself from 10 years ago. Probably right. no way. Yeah. No way. He's not but, watching but, that but, clip. but, you know, like, I, I was watching a clip this morning. I sent it to Mario. I can't play it because of music plays in there. It's an incredible speech that uh, Robert Downey Jr. gives. He's up there accepting an award, and he says, I brought Mel Gibson here to uh, with me while I'm accepting this award. He says, there's a reason why I brought Mel Gibson in. When I was going through my mess, Mel called me, and we were speaking. And he says, listen, man, whatever you do, go find your faith. But it's got to be your faith. I don't care what it is, but go find your faith. He says, I respected the fact that he told me to go find my faith. And I did. And he says, so then there's a movie that while nobody's accepting me, I don't have any money. I don't know how to pay rent. I have a hard time dropping alcohol. I have a hard time dropping anything. Mel gives me a role that he was supposed to take, but he gave it to me. He called me and says, this is for you. He says, that itself helped me so much because it allowed me to pay my bills during this time. And I did that. And then next thing you know, my career takes off. And I told Mel, how can I pay it back to you? And you know what Mel said? Wow. When the next Robert Downey Jr. is going through this, do it for them again. Wow. Okay, Because somebody did it for me. You don't hear these types of stories about Mel Gibson, right, about, about people. The point I'm trying to make is even a Robert Downey Jr. had to go back and watch some of his old clips to say, dude, look how great you are and how great you can be. You know, sometimes athletes go through. you got to watch old tape of 10 years ago, five years ago highlights. 
I think Don Lemon's got to go watch that clip and say, dude, look at you. You were on fire. His most viral video this week outside of this clip is that clip. That clip got 3.3 million views on Twitter if you go to it. Look at that. 3.3 million views. This was just posted. Let's see when it was posted, by the way. It was posted a few days ago. It's It's got... I'm sorry, 8.6 million views. It's what it's got. Why do you think, Don, this has 8.6 million views? No one's taking shots at you. No one's saying anything to you. No one's reacting to this video. It's only content of you speaking, and there's 9 million people that are interested in what you had to say 10 years ago. You may want to play this and watch this while you're on vacation in Miami. Anyways. So great point. Pat. Sometimes you got to go back and get that source of inspiration where the fire came from instead of, hey, let me just kind of go out there and do what I'm doing here. So can Absolutely we right. can we talk about what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and all the things that's going on? Obviously, President Biden pays a surprise visit to uh, Ukraine just uh, uh, I think it was two days ago or maybe even yesterday. yesterday. But I think it's yesterday. He pays a visit. Uh, president Biden arrives in Kiev, Ukraine, and surprise visit to meet the president, uh, Zelensky, and to announce additional half a billion dollars in U.S. assistance ahead of one of uh, one year anniversary of Russia's invasion of the country. The new aid package includes artillery, ammunition, anti-armor systems, and air surveillance radars, but no new advanced weapons. Biden stated that this visit was to reaffirm our unwavering and unflagging commitment to Ukraine's democracy, sovereignty, and territorial integrity, and to share that the U.S. will announce additional sanctions against elites and companies backing Russia's war machine. Biden's visit to Ukraine comes at Russia as Russia is expected to ramp up its offensive once again and Ukraine officials warn of massive barrage of missiles that Russia may launch on February 24th. Here's an interesting thing to be thinking about. He did this on President's Day and never visited East Palestine. Pete Buttigieg took him 10 days to even recognize the events in East Palestine. Kamala hasn't gone. They're not talking about the issues that's going on there. $100 billion given to them. All of this stuff going on. The other day I did the math on how many total homeless people we have in America. Check this out. They say they want to end homelessness. Okay? Do you know the $100 billion that we gave to Ukraine? Okay? If homelessness in America is that big of an issue, you can clean it up. There's 524 total homeless people in America. Roughly a third of that is in California. Okay? 524. If you took that $100 billion, each homeless person could get $170,000 if you divide it up. Now, you don't need to give it to them. If we took that money and we created a place for them to go to, live, work, shelter, different things, and cleaned up those streets, what would happen to safety in those communities? What would happen to those things? Now, I'm not somebody that's endorsing us going and spending the next $100 billion for you because somebody's going to come down and say, "Well, well, now, would you support this now? Would you support this now? No. What I'm saying to you is the constant spending of the money that we have, what if we take that while we have the issues here, we're going to Kiev, while people in uh, East Palestine are wondering what's going on with their water, you're going over there. So anyway, so while that's taking place, China and Russia is getting close at the same time. China's coming out and saying we're great allies. And then simultaneously, while this is going on for the first time since the <laughs> 70s, Russia started loading nuclear missiles on ships. First time since the 70s while this is going on, okay? And then Zelensky comes out and says, if China allies itself with Russia, there will be world war, and I do think that China is aware of that. So having said that, you being from that part of the world, what are your thoughts on what's going on and how risky it is with what we're doing uh, if we could 
potentially create a World War Three. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's 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 no brainer. Like who suffers from the war? Like the people, you know, the women, people, and like elders, they suffer the most. And I think not only that, actually, I live in New York City. I fled like Chicago because the day we had our first interview, I got robbed by black women. And it's okay. Anybody can be thief. They, she was punching me and took my wallet away, even for my son. who was In Chicago? Kid. Yes. That exact, that afternoon, after the thing, I went wow. for a walk. But the thing is, people were on the street, circle around me, that I'm a, I'm a racist, that I was trying to call the cops on these thieves. Yeah. So people are crazy in Chicago. They just lost common sense. They're never going to defend anybody because of my skin color. I was not having a black skin color, right? And then it was so, I mean, I charged her to she was prison. And then apparently there's a huge revenge crime. They come out, they bring a gun, just shoot you. And I'm a public person. They know where I am. So I had to flee to Chicago and come to New York. I go with my son, take a subway. And it is beyond dangerous. The first thing that this Korean women telling me, don't go near the tracks because this people, especially black people, just push Asian people. This is in New York? In New York. You went from Chicago, New York. Did you think it was safer in New York? It's not. But what shocked me was on every corner in downtown Chicago, yeah. I mean, New, in New York. York, they sell like drugs in the purple, like a looking like candy. Oh, wow. And my son thinks it's a lollipop they are selling. So he just keep asking me to buy the lollipop for oh, him. Man. So, like, the southern border is open. I mean, I'm not safe living in America. It's so funny. Like, I was looking for security and safety and freedom. Now I didn't get the security and safety in America. So our country is, like, this much a mess. And we are defending some other people's security. Mm -hmm. Like, what about American security? I'm an American. My son is American. And I feel, I'm like, I'm literally risking my life every day taking that subway. And we have to take the subway in New York. Nobody can afford to have a bodyguard and take a like driver take you around. Mm. I think that's why I'm so like baffled. Like, what is this? So, so how long? How much longer are you planning on staying in New York? I can't because of custody of my son. I got you. We I got have you, to yeah. be in the same city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you spoken to him about leaving New York? Well, he's thinking that well, it's safer than Chicago at least. It's like. A little bit more safer than Chicago. So it's a relative thing, you know. You don't get shot and bullets run through you as much as Chicago. So, you want to know something, Pat? You know, you guys want to know why why I think all this is happening? Why the borders open? Why mm-hmm. why China's flying balloons? Why everything's going to shit? While Russia's threatening, getting out of the START Treaty, and doing all that stuff, is because we have right now a weak leader and i'm gonna make my point you guys ever watch national geographic tom and you see a lion who's technically the king of the jungle yeah but he either gone to a fight and he's limping and you see that he's weak you know what the jackals and the hyenas and all they all start to look and they're like oh shit they the king is hurt so they start to bite at his leg and they once they realize okay he doesn't have anymore everybody attacks right now america is that injured lion Russia's doing shit that they've never done since how long, Pat? China's f- literally flying fucking balloons over over our nuclear missile bases that I was stationed in. The border's wide open. China's sending fentanyl to kill our youth and get money back from us. We are such in a weird position right now. Shit that people haven't done since the 70s. It doesn't look good. And I'm genuinely, uh, for the first time, I'm like, if something, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if something did pop off where somebody's like, oh shit, somebody... Somebody launched something that they weren't supposed to launch, and all health breaks loose. Because no matter what you 
think, I know for a fact, working at a nuclear missile base, if one person launches one, it's over because everybody's going to panic. Oh, shit. Can you imagine that? Somebody did. Somebody launched a nuke. It's over. It's over. And I feel like we're getting close to that point because those people with power, Putin feels like he's getting surrounded, bro, and that's not good. It's not a good Tom. thing. Tom. I think whenever Vinny's right about the vacuum of leadership, and I think we have a weak leader in America right now, and I think that, that we are still the greatest country in the world, and we can solve our problems. We can come together as a diverse people and get that done, but it needs strong leadership, and that leadership is not just at the top. The leadership is calls on all of us to step up, starting with our schools. I feel incredibly strong about education and incredibly strong about providing safe, balanced education, and weak leadership at the top, weak leadership in the home, weak leadership at your school. You, you make a great point. And it's it's there's a vacuum out here that's just screaming. Tom, to let be me built. ask a question though. Here's a question: the question we started off with is Russia, you know, Biden being in Ukraine, not going to East Palestine, uh, concerns of Russia, you know, uh, putting their weapons on the ships, seeing the fact that China is uniting with Putin and saying, hey, we will sell you lethal weapons for the first time, <laughs> not like regular weapons, lethal weapons. All of these things uh, are, you know, going in the direction of could this lead to an all-out war? Are we there or are we not there yet? Sorry about that. I was I was reacting. Yeah. I thought you were asking me about my response. To no, Vinny. no, I want to know this story. To the yeah. original question going back here, I think what is happening right now is the West, and let's call it the East, are fighting a proxy World War Three in Ukraine. And you have to remember— Let's take a look at the weapons that are being given. Have you noticed? Uh, but we will never give them those tanks. We'll give them some of those. Yeah. We'll give them money for MMS. We'll give them money for small arms. We'll give them money for grenade launchers. Get money for, but we won't give them stingers. Okay, hell, give them stingers. If you notice that the level of weapons, and they keep making a point of it in each one of the articles is, but they're giving them lethal now, but we're not going to give them these, but we're going to give them those. It's escalating, and I feel like it's a proxy world war that's being fought in the Ukraine as both sides are providing and to a certain degree testing weapon systems that they're giving to Ukraines and giving to Russia. China's giving stuff to Russia and the West is giving stuff to Ukraine. Remember we weren't going to give them any planes at all? And and then they said, Poland, give them, give us your NATO planes. Please, please give us the better planes that we can have. And Poland said, well, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I, I think we're fighting a proxy war and it's going one step at a time, a drip at a time, Pat, on the advanced weapons. And, Pat, where, where's the outrage? The president of the United States, on President's Day, mind you, flew to fucking Ukraine, gave them another $500 million. I don't think people, people just throw those numbers around. $500 million, okay? East Palestine, there's a freaking, dude, fish are dying, dogs are dying, people can't drink the, the water. We're, you know what America is right now? Imagine having, like, you know, your dad's sick. At the house, Pat, and he's, he's, God forbid, dying of cancer. You have the means to help him, but we're like, you know what? I'm going to donate to, like, a, a charity that's, are you, wh where's the outrage? What the fuck is, I'm sorry for my language. What is, what is going on? Like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. How much money collectively have we given to Ukraine? 100. It's 100 billion dollars. Billion. Are, what? 
100 that billion. doesn't make right. remember we had that talk adam when what's her name was here uh, it's gonna it's getting it's not gonna be a trillion i think what was she was saying Katie Hopkins, yeah. she oh, said it was 100 trillion yeah yeah well yo, uh, but yo think about bit. this a hundred billion dollars and i'm I, dude i don't give a damn i feel bad for what's going on over there i don't care about ukraine i care about us what why is putting america first such a bad thing why I, why can't we come first in palestine my, my thought about this is I don't understand why it's being ignored. What is on those trains and who owns those trains that is able to to drop the dime on the media and our political leaders so that everybody ignores it? That I'm I am actually I'm actually confused. Well, I'm not confused. I think somebody has dropped the dime and is suppressing the whole story. But how effectively did they de- if it wasn't for Twitter, America wouldn't know. And, and Pat, like we talked about this before I walked in here. How crazy is this, Jomi? Uh, There's a documentary in two, last year, December, called White Noise, that the movie is set in 1984, the exact a trail derailment with toxic chemicals in East Palestine. If, if we're not living in the Matrix, that's a fact that that happened in this movie last year in December. Wait, this, this, is, a mo- you were, this is what you were this talking about. I told about. you what, before we walked Zoom in Zoom in a little bit so we can see the story. So. This, was, this was a movie... Uh, in 1984 set and in in the movie there's a train derailment in East Palestine and a a dump chemical uh, thing if that that is not insane like I I don't know what is an airborne toxic event I'm sorry is that what are the odds is that crazy so so go back to this go back to this so are we are we uh, uh, at a point so Putin doesn't want NATO to keep getting stronger mm-hmm. NATO keeps acting acting like uh, Ukraine is part of NATO mm-hmm. US and by the way this is not a democratic thing Mitch McConnell said the most important thing we can do right now is support Ukraine mm-hmm. so it's not like it's a Democrat yeah. McConnell is supporting this there's a few there's a lot of people that are not supporting this Jimmy Dore they had a, uh, a rally this Sunday in uh, what do you call it DC and there was a bunch of people there. Tulsi Gabbard's there. You know, a bunch of we know. You know uh, uh, how DeSantis feels about this. How Trump feels about this. A lot of people are against constantly sending resources to these guys. Mm-hmm. But are we at the tipping point where all of a sudden, boom? Because the way this is going to go is, the moment the first person goes, you, like you said earlier, it's go time. It's a wrap. There's no more looking back and taking your time with it. Nope. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's why it's so scary. You know, it's a, I think it's it's a word something, some like a distant memory for Americans currently. So they don't really understand how serious this thing is we are playing with right now. There's actual possibility of war, World War Three with a nuclear power country. We are somehow think it's not possible. And so like let our guard down. And also it's like our country's a mess. It's not really a strong position. Everything's working. The country's a complete mess. China is, I mean, their ambition is destroying America. North Korea's only goal is destroying America. I don't know what's Iran's. Is, is it too? Oh, death upon America. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's just, but, but we're on the same. Literally, that's what they Literally. say. Mad, bad omni called yep. death upon America. Yeah. So yeah. pretty clear. Yeah. Their yeah. only purpose in their life is destroying America. Yeah. And they are supporting Russia right now. So what are we doing? I think that's so. I'm, I'm raising a child. Like, some, I don't know what kind of future that he's gonna have, but I think this is where people in America, because they never experience any difficulty in life, they cannot fathom mm-hmm. that how easily this peace can go away. And 
And it's not even democratically chosen. Like, who decides that we can give this much money to Ukraine? Like, who decides that? Isn't this like a democracy? I don't remember voting for that bill. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It's like, we'll I thought this was democracy. Who, who chose that it was okay to send that much money? Well, there's, if I may, um, by the way, we're about to reach the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. So uh, that's, I think, part of Holy the reason. Cow. That's the that's reason fast. that he went over there on President's Day or President's Day weekend. There the big guy. The big guy went over mm-hmm. there. I think uh, regarding the amount of money that's being spent, that's an entirely okay conversation to have. Uh, uh, Congress has approved this budget. Uh. Uh, it's foreign affairs. It's part of the entire budget. You know, as you know, Tom, the majority of our GDP of our budget goes to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. That's where the vast majority goes. And then beyond that, it goes to our defense. And then beyond that, what Pat touched on the other day was mm-hmm. the freaking interest we have to pay on the amount of debt that we have. So I think it is incumbent on cities, first and foremost, Chicago, L.A., New York, to clean up their own mess. Okay, it's not the federal government's job to clean up homelessness. I actually don't think that homelessness is something that we can fix. I think there's always going to be people who are fucked up and there's always going to be homelessness in every country, regardless. But back to Ukraine, I think two things can be true at once. I think and I stand steadfast with this. Charlie Kirk said it the other day. It is just entirely immoral in not the right thing to do for a country to invade a sovereign country and, and invade their sovereignty. You just can't do that. That's just not anything that we stand for in America. We believe in democracy, we believe in borders. We don't play that game. And that's part of the reason that we're backing Ukraine. At the same time, we can question, dude, how much freaking money are we spending over here? How much longer are we going to do this? If we learned anything in Afghanistan, it's like, we don't want to be in fucking wars that just never end. How long is this going to go? And if it's the quote-unquote technical one-year anniversary of the invasion but they've been doing this thing since 2014 in Crimea. Yeah. So this is an ongoing thing. Is yeah. this going to turn into another Afghanistan? I hope not. And then just breaking news right now is on Wall Street Journal. Uh, Xi, Chairman Xi of China, is planning to visit uh, Moscow today or this week. Uh, and this is right after Putin, who has now officially suspended the nuclear arms treaty with the United States of America. So these are real life things. Tom touched on this proxy war. This is, this is escalating to a point where we in America, for the first few months, Ukraine, support Ukraine. Nobody gives a shit about Ukraine anymore. Like, just live your life. Yeah. At this point, the war is escalating. It, people are dying. I think we got, a couple hundred thousand people yeah. have died. The, the, there's something called diplomacy. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out who in America is going to be the diplomat to basically provide diplomacy so we can end this freaking war. Nobody it's, wants this. It's not, and, and, uh, great points. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. She's going to go visit Russia, which is, and she's probably going to bring the spy balloon info and tell them all the shit that, that, that um, I'm being serious, show them everything. And then, and then Adam, uh, Pat, you know what the START treaty that he's saying he's not going to go in? I think we have, I think it's uh, 1,550 uh, between us and Russia, we can have, or it might be individual, uh, ICBMs that have the re-entry system. You know what I mean? That can actually come in and land and hit where they want. He's backing out of that. So basically, that's Russia saying, we could put these systems on whatever the hell we want. Because, bro, Russia is the... I think we're one and Russia's number two, right, Pat? For, for nuclear arsenal and threat. For them to say, listen, we're backing out of this because we want to be able to put more... Not, not just the warheads, the re-entry system, which tells it where it could sit and where it can land. And that's, dude, I'm telling you right now, that is not a good team to be teaming up as those two, bro. That's, 
I'm telling you, it's not going to be oh good. My God. Pat, well, one one final point. We have the luxury in America to sit here on the other side of the world and genuinely rest easy at night. If you're in Europe, because one thing I'll continue to remind you is the entire EU supports this war. I know. The entire EU. So if you're Germany, if you're Poland, if you're on that uh, NATO border, you're the ones who literally would be uh, facing nuclear 100% death, okay? Yep. Yep. So if they're still behind this, as America, we are we taking their cues from them or are they taking our cues from us? Or is it a is it a symbiotic relationship? I don't know. But if they're resting easy at night, uh, I think we can too. I mean, I, I don't know. But what do we want out of this war? Like, what do we want? Do we want the Putin to die? Like, we want destroy Very Russia? good question. Like, what is our goal of keep going this path? I think you nailed it on the head, Yonmi. What is the goal? Yeah. We've set the precedent. Hey, we don't stand for this. We've entered this war. I think you're absolutely... We made a statement. Yeah, what's the point now? Yeah. And I, I think we need to read into basically... What Biden is saying is that he's reaffirming our relationship with Ukraine and we're not stopping. And I would like to know what the ideal outcome is for doing all this. What what else would it be? Uh, but maybe, maybe, Pat, they have a shitload of dirt on his ass because we already know. I, I'm just saying, hold on. I'm just weighing. I'm giving you a bunch of options. And you know what Zelensky's saying? Hey, bro, we got all the- we got all that shit on the laptop. We got we got all of it. Just p- keep giving no, us. Keep giving us. I'm just saying, could that be a little bit of I, a? I just again, it it's not it? Biden's war. The, well, Congress has approved this. Yeah, but it's b- not, hold on. But Biden, yeah. hold on. Biden basically gave Russia the. Remember when he said, "You guys could do a little minor incursion. It won't really." Biden gave them the okay to just come on in, bro. He, it, Biden from the beginning was like, "Come on in." That's on record. Biden to gave who? to Russia. He said, yeah, we won't get that mad if they do a minor, minor incursion in Ukraine. He said that shit live. He basically gave them the so, green light to so come what's in. what's your point? My point is Biden is compromised. So for somebody to be giving a country that much freaking money, just open wallet all the time and going to visit and kiss this guy's ass, there has to be other elements involved. I'm saying yeah. it, it's not just one thing, but she made a great point. Why? Could somebody answer me why? Yeah, I think what you're going to see in Russia, will be, Russia will be held accountable if it invades, and it depends on what it does. If it's one thing like a minor incursion, and then we end up having to fight about it, that, uh, what to do and do and not do. Like, dude, that's giving somebody a green light. Go, go. You could, you could, you could drop a couple bombs. Just don't really go to war. So how do you good, say that? Good point you're making there, Vinny. Thanks. Right, listen, we're gonna we're gonna learn what's gonna happen with this. Uh, with the $100 billion, the point wasn't to fix homelessness. That's a mindset issue that we're having. There's a reason why it keeps happening in L.A. To me, it's that's policies is the real issue. Mm-hmm. It's the example to say, Democrats, if you claim you care about homeless people as much as you do, this is what you could have done with the money given to Ukraine. Your cause, your need, your money could have helped America, but it went elsewhere. That was the point with the homeless stuff that we're talking about. Anyway, so let's talk about this other thing. So... Capitalism. There's this guy out there. I don't know if you guys know or not. His name is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie. He was on this show called Face of Nation. Yes. Okay. And face she. The nation. Face the nation. Face the nation. And she asks a very simple question of him. He's having an event right now that's $95 that's being sold on Ticketmaster. <laughs> Ticketmaster that just got a bunch of heat. Yeah. So credit to her for asking the question of Bernie, and look how uncomfortable it gets very quickly. Promote this book, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. And <laughs> you're here talking about it. 
I understand we're not the bad guys you're, you're describing in the book when it comes to the media, but tickets for your tour apparently are selling for $95 on Ticketmaster, which is con accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from this I, system that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. I think right. One yeah. Where I am just a humble senator with no power. Tom, 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 go back a little bit. Go back a little bit. Some tickets. Go back. I talk. We're going on tour to promote this book. It's okay to be angry about capitalism, and you're here talking about Can it. I understand yeah. we're not the bad guys you're, you're describing in the book when it comes to the media, but tickets for your tour apparently are selling for ninety-five dollars no. on Ticketmaster, which is. Con accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from this I, system that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. I think there's one case where in one place here in Washington, po uh, politics and pros and independent books are charging some tickets. Most of them, I think, Watch are $40, this. $50, and you get a book as well. So if you want to come, you're going to have to pay 40 bucks. I'll throw in the book for free. You and pay we're doing a number of free uh, events, but I don't make a nickel out of these things. Oh, but you're of course not. not. Of no, course. not particularly, but that's, again, particularly. Right, nothing to do with that. That is, if you wrote a book, probably be the same process. Mm -hmm. going on First of all, Come just on. so you know, I, I, I have a, a, you know, I've been through this with Simon & Schuster, and now we're going through with Penguin. You get to say what you want to participate in and what you don't want to participate in. Do they force you? To go places like your book that's coming out, did they force you and tell you, you better go sell tickets at Ticketmaster or else you're fired? Did they Absolutely. tell you something like that? I mean, and I, your book is a bestseller. It's not like yeah. your book sold a thousand copies. Your book was a yeah. New York Times bestseller. It did, and the next one that's coming up, right? That's a new one yeah. that's coming up. It just came out. All time right, the new one that just came out. Yeah. They don't force you to do those no, kinds of they, things. That's they, on you. They are very grateful that I want to yeah. do interviews. Like they, don't, like, they don't have any authority. You have to do this. That's right. Right? Like, it's just really all up to me. So if he doesn't want to do it, he could always have done, like, but not Ber doing it. Bernie secretly loves capitalism. <laughs> he, here's what's so crazy about it. Watch this. He bashes capitalism, writes a book on capitalism, while a capitalistic company prints it, <laughs> ships it, publishes it, sells it on Amazon, yep. promotes it on social media, and goes talks about it on major media companies, platform, all started by capitalism, but capitalism sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the like hypocrisy. It's, yeah, it's like it's like it's like Greta Thunberg, the climate activist lover. So, and she's there with her book. She sold. You know how many thousands of trees got killed yeah. and chopped down? I think it's because funny. Of this her. is the guy that talks about free education. But if you want to get educated about what I think, I'm going to charge. Yeah, you. it's a comedy. Way, here's what I think is happening with Bernie. <laughs> yeah. He's too far deep. When he had no money, when he started off as a senator, or congressman, or mayor of whatever Vermont, yeah, that story was fine. It's okay. Hey, socialism, democratic socialism, it's all good. Now that he's 80-something years old, he's made his millions. By the way, which is fine. By the time you're fucking 80, you should have a million <laughs> in the bank. If you just contribute to your 401k and make 150 grand a year, that's normal. Yeah. But now that he's reached this worldwide, international, certainly national fame, and books are being sold of it, and he's speaking, and it's like this: his popularity is at a grand scale. I'm assuming he's grappling with... The money and the fame and the success and the notoriety versus 
no, uh, capitalism is bad. I can't yeah. control. It's like, yeah. well, where are you? Yeah, yeah. Up your Which one is it, Bernie? He you got to pick a path. Like he owns several Bernie's a buddy. Yeah. 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 Bernie. Oh, it's you and Bernie. What were you uh, saying, Yomi? No, I mean, like, it's interesting because he owns a multiple property. The idea of like not capital is not owning anything. <laughs> yeah. So AOC and he should be the first one denouncing all their properties, yeah. not owning anything. Mm-hmm. Sell it all. Tom yeah. actually has a very intimate story with Bernie. I don't know if you want to tell the whole story. It, wait, but intimate, can, Tom? Uh, it, no, he really don't. Well, upstairs? No, uh, watch this. It's Go actually ahead. pretty funny. So a colleague and I are in Vermont visiting a... Uh, a company in our industry, uh, the industry that I was working in at the time. And we, as I'm going through metal detector in the uh, airport, there's this, out of the corner of my eye, there's kind of a silver-haired gentleman. And I look, it's Bernie. He's right behind me. We walk through the metal detector, get it. And um, I kind of bump shoulders with him over getting the bags off. And I said, oh, hello, Senator. And he said, oh, how are you? And um, we, we walk a few steps. And my colleague says, hey, I'm going to step to the men's room real quick. <laughs> right. And Bernie goes in there. So I'm just waiting for my friend to come out. And he comes out and he says, I just said hi to Bernie Sanders. Where? While we were both standing there in the bathroom. Mm. Oh, while well, you were both, uh, yeah, relieving ourselves. He says, he said hello. And then he farted incredibly loud. Wow. And, and, I said, and I said, oh, so, you know, sort of passing legislation. And, um, <laughs> and, and he walked out. And so my colleagues goes, wow, that's a forever story. I said, yeah, you forever can say at the Burlington, Vermont airport. And did he say excuse me? He said, you know, I don't think he did. <laughs> Bernie, you bet. That's disgusting. But Aww. listen, when you hear stories like this, and and a guy is you know, again, this, he's human. This, 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 <laughs> this, this yeah. is the, this is a great part about capitalism. You, sometimes you don't even have to debate the other person. You just bring them, you let them talk, yeah. and then eventually, like, oh, there's a leak. Boom. Oh, there's a leak. <laughs> oh, there's a leak. It's like, go ahead, tell us why you believe in socialism. Yeah. Tell us why you believe in communism. Bingo. That doesn't work. Yeah. You're using the capitalistic platform to do what you're doing here. Were you going to yeah. say something? In this case, in the middle of a leak, there was a fart. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> there really was. No, I don't think you can, okay. story. you can beat BizDoc's story. can beat that. So now let's go to the next story, you, which is, should we go? Let's do Disney, Tom. I think you got something <laughs> to say about Disney. Disney, man. And uh, Disney layoffs. What page is that? 10? Is it a page 10 story or is it a... I have... You don't need those. No, you don't need those that one. Your that's Disney you. That's return to office plan may cause long-term harm. Workers say thousands of Disney employees have a signed petition that is pushing back on a company's return to office plan, arguing that the four-day work week requirement will, unintended consequen- will have unintended consequences for the company, the petition has garnered over 2,300 signatures from employees across Mickey Mouse's businesses. The workers claim that the mandate is likely to have unintended consequences. Okay, go ahead, Tom. What are your thoughts on this here with what Disney's doing? Well, for, first of all, this is a group of employees that are coming out protesting the four-day work week. Four days. And remember, Igra said two things. We're a creative company. Come together to discuss creative ideas and come together for mentorship and be identified as potential for management. This is not Iger telling everybody, you will be in the office 60 hours, five days. Remember this? This goes back exactly a month ago. Every, it seems pretty reasonable. But now you've got 2,300 Disney people that say, no, no, that's even that's too much. We are hard to replace talent, and here it comes, represent vulnerable communities. That was what they said. So this happens about 
two days ago to be exact. Yesterday, Wall Street guidance is given and Disney says, well, you need to brace yourself because I think there will be actually 5,000 additional workers laid off. <laughs> wow. That's what they said yesterday. So can I be Bob Iger? Will you be head of HR? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, Vinny. Yeah, Bob here. Listen, um, I may have to lay off 5,000 more people. Okay. We got to pick 5,000 more people to lay off. Uh, I got a question for you. Yeah, do you have that petition handy? <laughs> I think I have it right here. You got it right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Put them on the list. <laughs> Tell all those people that don't want to come to work that got they it. can work from home for somebody else. Got you. Have a nice day. Thank you. I, bet, I think this is so <laughs> ironic that people are coming forward when I thought that Iger made a very measured good points about coming back to work on a four-day plan. Some of you are in yeah. traffic in Burbank, California. It's just four days. Mm -hmm. And then they go there, and then Disney behind the scenes is, is looking for other expenses. And so the unintended consequences, a bunch of people going, oh, man, I signed that thing. Yeah. Wow. Vinny. No, I just, it's, I just, felt, I just felt really cool. Like I, had, I had like an HR job. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was in charge of something. You look like an HR Thank you. Oh, yeah. Like, can I talk to you for a second? HR, yeah. Oshana, I oh, talk to you in my office. Yeah. I actually think that these conversations are actually becoming more and more important. The, the overarching conversation is this concept of work-life balance. And I think that Disney is just sort of in the, the crosshairs of, uh, of a greater conversation. This isn't the first time we've discussed four-day work weeks. Certain countries, I think, I believe, has started to implement this, Portugal being one, mm. um, versus what you see, for instance, like in countries like Japan, you see people that like are so burnt out because their entire life is just spent working that they it's acceptable to just sleep in the streets or they have like areas we can sleep. So I'm actually totally okay with whether it's countries, whether it's municipalities, whether it's corporations completely having this dialogue, this, 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 you know, do you live to work or do you work to live? This is, this is a conversation I think is okay. You know, this isn't like nonsensical BS. This is people's lives and their livelihood. And I think these conversations are, 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 are totally acceptable. Any thoughts? I mean, I come from communist North Korea. There's no weekends, right? Wow. <laughs> we are revolutionaries. We have to work wow. every single hour from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Wow. So even your child, five years old, we all have to be in the forced labor. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Like, you go to work, there's AC. There's indoor bathroom. There's a clean water. What's the complaint? <laughs> you get paid for it. So there's no work-life balance in North Korea whatsoever. Maybe, I mean, we don't know the word, but I think it's just so weird. Like, America is so soft. People are yeah. so lazy. Can I, can I ask you an actual I question? I think what she's saying yeah. is if Bob Iger wants people to work seven days a week, move your headquarters to North Korea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, you're I, in. I you're think, part. Yomi, you might be the perfect person to ask this question because we covered this the other day on the podcast where, by generation, the the level of pride and patriotism in America has decreased. Yeah. So baby boomers was in the 70-something percentile. Gen Xers were in the 60s or 50s. Millennials were in the 40s. And Gen Z, 16% proud to be America. Yeah. You're from freaking North Korea. I mean, the bottom of the barrel as far as human rights go. Uh-huh. How good do we have it here in America based on your experience all over the world? I mean, this is a pure miracle. I think like I went to school at Columbia with the Generation Gen Z. Their dream is destroying America. 
right, and bring the communist revolution into this country. This is Colombia. Is this is Colombia? Not right? Colombia. Yeah. <laughs> Colombia, Pablo Escobar. This is Colombia University, University in yes. New York. Colombia. Yeah. Let me yeah. pronounce it correctly. I mean, they say North Manhattan. Yeah. With our friend Gad Sad basically was uh, talking about the wokeism that's got it. So go ahead. Right. So I think this is what it shocks me. Capitalism is so ethical, so compassionate that. They they created the term human rights. I mean, in communist <laughs> North Korea, we don't even know that that's a concept. Like right. when I heard about animal rights in South Korea, I was like, "What do you mean my puppy have rights?" <laughs> I did not know I had the rights. We as a got human so being. much human rights here that we got <laughs> animal, animal rights. <laughs> that's pretty. Funny. How you like me now? Yeah. So I don't know why would you want to tear down this ethical, most amazing system. You use the word soft. We are so soft. Yeah. Explain that. Go further on, on why you think we are so soft here. It's because we have it so good here. Yeah, I mean, they complain about having too much food. Like, they complain <laughs> about not having actual problem. They have yeah. to make a problem out of nowhere. Like, yeah. out of, like, just literally thin air, they create injustice. Like, their injustice, like, there's a 10,000 pronouns, and you cannot pronounce them. Mm-hmm. You cannot remember, and now you're a bigot. Wow. That's their injustice. What were the there. pronouns that you were using in North Korea? I, we. We. That's we it. just had we. Just we. we. Yeah, it's just well, a revolution. There's not even an I. No. You couldn't pick a he, she, him, they, why, we, what. It's just we. Yomi, that's we, a really good. the revolutionaries. That's a really good question. I don't. I don't my, my brain went there. What What is their? What is the policy on homosexuality and you know? But like what? Because I mean, there's obviously gay people there. Mm-hmm. How does How does the supreme leader and all them? How do they How do they do that? Are people trans? I don't have. I have no idea what it's like over there. So I think that's where North Korea is so different. They denies love between people. They did not give us a vocabulary. So my mother never told me that she loved me. So we don't have the word for love, we don't have the word for human rights, and we don't have the word for gay. So wow. that means you you cannot even know what that is. Oh my God, so if you they, guys see somebody dancing, you're like, okay, that guy is not one of us. Like, he's weird. Is that what their mind, <laughs> mindset is? Yeah, you, you're not allowed to dance. Well, you can't even dance! <laughs> you're not allowed to sing other than the propaganda song. Oh my... You go to prison if you move your body freely. Can you imagine being a jail pet? Like, oh, what are you okay. in here for? I moonwalked, and now I'm doing 20. And it's, it's also, you're, you're not allowed to make love to your wife standing up because it could lead to dancing. That, yeah, so that's <laughs> the, and, and the last question, too, so you know, when people talk, when you talk about uh, the labor camps, what is like an, a, a day for somebody that's in a, a labor camp? Like, what is it just wake up, eat, and just all day till you're, till you're passing out? What's, what's, what is it? Because people, people say that it's like one of the worst experiences so to be in. When you're sent to concentration camp, the first thing you cannot do is, why am I here? Can't but, even question why. Yeah, if you do, you get executed. Oh, my God. So they just exist three-generation punishment. So you don't even know who messed up in your three-generation family that I ended up here. So you just show up to the prison camp. First thing you learn is you never ask why you're there. And you learn you never look at the guard's eyes because you're not a human being anymore. Oh. You are the subhuman. So you cannot look at their eyes. And they rape women constantly. They don't last more than three months. They let them clean those, those nuclear debris. Oh my! Nuclear debris, and they're getting raped, and it's and just they they do the biochemical testing on these inmates, like the Nazis did, putting the gas chamber and testing on these like biochemical weapons on these and, people. And you're saying so? You're saying so? Somebody in your three generational family could have done something way down. You don't even know what the hell, and yeah. they just grab you and they put you in. Yeah, there. or like sad 
few decades before and it came out now that grandpa one day maybe drinking with friends like in the 40s before the, anything happened and one day mm. maybe I'm not sure so sure about communism and that came out somebody later reported remember the conversation in this 80s goes to police and said I remember he said in the 40s oh now you end up in the prison camp Young you imagine one that more, one more question re regarding um, capitalism communism uh -huh. if there's a Greater case example of communism versus capitalism, it is exactly what happened in Korea versus North Korea and South Korea. Yeah. If you look at South Korea, um, who basically uh, during the Korean War aligned themselves with the USA in the yeah. 50s and, you know, what is it, the uh, 38th parallel, mm -hmm. and then North Korea aligned themselves with the Soviet Union. And China. You, and China. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at South Korea, they are almost top 10 in GDP in the world. Mm -hmm. I think they're number 10 or 11 right now. Yeah. Versus you have North Korea, they're not even on the this. spectrum. So... <laughs> What have you experienced? Just you've been to South Korea, I assume. Yeah, of course. I lived just, there for five You live years, there, yeah. so the, the 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 benefits of capitalism and democracy and everything that kind of accompanies that in mm -hmm. South Korea versus the hellhole that is North Korea. There's no greater case example. If you would expound upon that. Yeah, I think that's it's nothing about your genetics or your culture or <laughs> any or like anything tradition. It's all about freedom or or communism tyranny, right? Mm -hmm. When we let the individuals be free. And they innovate, they create wealth, and we can achieve like miracles. And look at North Korea, the same exact potential we create like living hell. Yeah. So, Yomi, can you go? There's no way. Can you? When's the last time you visited South Korea? And is there any, like, can you go there? And if you do go there, what what is that situation? The like? intelligence don't like me coming back because I'm on the killing list of Kim Jong Un. It's embarrassing for them if I get assassinated in South Korea. So. Wow. And I'm pretty sure they have people. Oh yeah, they have so in there many agents. Just waiting for somebody like you. They they do. And what's the what's the population of just Korea as a whole? So North Korea, they don't even know the population. So many of them dying of starvation. So they say 24 million, but more realistic, something 21 million. The population hasn't grown. But South Korea now is 50 million people almost. Okay, so you're saying, so what, 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 what is it in North, you said? About 30? 21. 21, and so you're the uh, of the 290. Here, I have an idea. I have an idea. I know we're wrapping Congratulations. up. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go visit South Korea. I've, enjoy I've, your time to spend one week. Okay. And then I want you to sneak into North Korea. I could do that. And then I want you to report from there. Okay. And you want us to give us the differences between I get the two. Do, I get 100%. You just, yeah. Okay. okay. Your, your ticket is booked. I want you yeah, out. You out just got to let me know all the ins and outs. <laughs> yeah, she, has to, she has to help me out a no, little bit. You cannot yeah. get in. There's no airport. Oh, so I'm finished. Yeah. So I Watch can't even it. get in. Yeah, you get Rob, go ahead, Rob. Enjoy. This is a satellite map of Korea at night. Look at North Korea. Oh, my. The lights. It's just dark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! If that's it, if that isn't capitalism, innovation, free market you know, enterprise, I was I watching. Uh, I'm uh, speaking at an event last week in Vegas, Palau's event, and <clears throat> the the one of the speakers was a uh, uh, stress speaker. He's talking about there's good stress, there's bad stress, you know, all this uh, depression, anxiety, all this stuff. And I showed him a video. I said I saw a video from Fifty Cent, and it was the most powerful point he made. Fifty Cent said, "Being depressed." is a luxury. Mm -hmm. If you're depressed, it's because you can afford to be depressed. Yeah. He says, go explain it to the husband that's got three kids, working two jobs. He doesn't have any time to be depressed. He's working seven days a week. Any of these guys that say they're depressed, this is 50 cents, yeah. you can afford it. It's a luxury because if your back was against the wall, you would not have the luxury of being depressed. Wow. It's a completely different perspective. Yeah. So sometimes depression is caused uh, for people who have way, way too much time on their hands because they're not being productive. 
here you are, somebody that just came to America who escaped, gotten at an age that most of us have a hard time letting our kids be outside by themselves at that age, let alone escape a country as a girl and find a way to come out here. You know, you know the first speech you gave, mm-hmm. the one that was publicized, and it was, how many views did that thing get? Like 80 million views, 70 million views? And now it's almost a billion. A billion. Wow. Once her first speech, when her story was told worldwide, where was that at, that first speech? In that you, Ireland. Dublin. In Ireland. One billion views. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this or not. When she's younger, telling the story, super. She's shaking, talking, emotional. Obviously, at this point, th- this is how many years since that speech? How many years ago was it when you gave that speech? Eight years. Eight, eight years year. from giving that speech wow. to where she's at today. The 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 This is it. Yeah, this was it. Uh, when this message yeah. was given eight years ago wow. to where she's at right now. Oh, yeah. One young world. Oh, wow. my Yeah, God. pause the audio. There you go. Yeah, the audio is the one that we don't want to hear. If you can just go to see what she looked like as a when she's telling the story, uh, uh, right there, that's her. That telling so the story. Awesome. A billion views later, right there. Wow. Yonmi Park to now here coming out with her book, her second book, to share the story of what happened on how more Americans can become grateful and realize how lucky you are to be living in the greatest country in the world. Yonmi, thank you for your bravery. Thank you for uh, willing to share your story. I'm sure it's not the most exciting thing you want to do where you go up there and say, let me tell my story again for the hundredth time over and over and over again. But sometimes it takes somebody like you to tell that story for people to realize how lucky they are to be living in a place like this. So if you haven't ordered a book yet, just came out uh, a week ago. Wild Time Remains, a North Korean defector search for freedom in America. Rob, let's put the link below in chat and description for people to go out there and get it. Yonmi, are you also right now creating content? If, you, if the audience wanted to find you, where will be the best place for them to find you? Uh, first of all, I want to say my book is competing with the Prince Harry. Oh, really? <laughs> really? I love so that. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of struggles going on. Right. It's not as, Their you life know, is so hard. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so hard. Challenging. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Prince Harry's life. Yeah, I'm Yumbi so, Park's I'm life. so, I'm I'm so sorry, but they've gone yeah. through a lot, way yeah, more than you have. The true victims of our modern yeah. age. Yeah. Just getting out of the way. You know, South Park make, made a video about making fun of them, yeah. and Megan Hilarious. got offended. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, Megan got so? offended, saying this is oh. not funny. You know, <laughs> yeah. offended Good. about them making fun of their lives. Yeah. Anyways, oh, we'll put all the information for yeah. people to be able to find you as well. Go get her book. Uh, we're at the end of it. We're gonna go have uh, lunch with you here in a this moment. Thursday? This Thursday. Thursday. We got. We got the live podcast. Live this Thursday. podcast, baby. Can't wait Talk for it. Man. We're two days away for the live podcast. We'll see you guys. For those who'll be here. You'll be the first to celebrate the podcast at the new studio with the Cigar Lounge. Can't wait to see everybody there. Take care, everybody. We'll see you guys in two days. Bye-bye, bye-bye.